Hey, I'm Cameron. I'm Malcolm Jones. And welcome to the Land Cable Podcast, where we talk about all things gaming, mostly. Whether you're from PC or console, or from Steam or Epic, we got you covered with the latest news, the latest topics, and the latest gaming mishaps. So plug in your keyboards, mouses, and even Steam controllers if you got them, because the Land Cable Podcast starts now. And what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Land Cable Podcast. I'm Cameron. And I'm Malcolm Jones. And we got another great show for you guys here today. Um, But first, before, as always, before we get into the show, we like to talk about what we've been up to this past week. Um, For me, I haven't been up to much. I haven't had time to play any video games. I think the only game that um, I played was yesterday, and that was Resident Evil 8 Village, um, which I still haven't finished um i'm starting to get uh i told malcolm where i was in the game and apparently i'm getting closer and closer to the ending so uh hopefully by next week i'll or uh, pretty soon i'll have finished it uh but yeah what have you been up to this week malcolm uh not too much been playing some uh some hired gun and nekamura hired gun from the warhammer series and cloud punk so that's been a lot of fun so far or at least cloud punk has Right, right, nice. And you're gonna give your uh, uh, brief uh, Cloud Punk review later on in the show. And uh, very excited to hear what you think about that. Um, but as always, we always start the show off with game, game of, of the, the week. week. And game of the week this week is Far Cry Six. Uh, we talked about last week how Far Cry Six was gonna be revealed. And it was, and, um, you know, it was cool. Uh, wasn't, you know, what's funny. I actually, because I, I streamed Resident Evil eight, uh, on Twitch, but prior to that, I was, I did like a live show, uh, of my reaction to the Far Cry six announcement. And, um, it wasn't as long as I thought it was number one, it started late. Um, it was supposed to start at a certain time, but I think it started like 30 minutes later. Um, but yeah, Far Cry 6 um, initially wasn't what I was expecting, but there's a lot of things in there that have me excited. Um, let's talk about the story first. Um, the story I initially thought was going to be about this crime lord or this dictator and his son and their relationship with each other. But it turns out it's also about this this other character who um is trying to get out of this island trying to leave this island and also it's a revenge story um and we've seen so many of those already um did anything stand out to you malcolm in terms of the story for this game anything that like you that excited you compared to other far cry games about this story uh, just a lot about the the person playing the dictator esque character. Um, I'm very interested to see his performance in a Far Cry game. But other than that, you know, it's kind of a simple revenge story. But I am interested in uh, I know you said story, but I'm interested in the writing because this is more one of uh, Ubi's more political styled games. So I'm curious what they have to say uh, about what they're working on. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the player that we will be playing as in the game, uh, uh is named, uh, Danny Rojas. And this character is a former soldier in the Yarn Armed Forces. Uh, she's a guerrilla or he or she is a guerrilla, a war fighter fighting for freedom and who attempts to get the nation into its former glory. One of the, the reason why I said he or she is because this is the first time in a Far Cry game where you will be able to choose Danny's gender, uh, at the start of the game. And uh, some of the gameplay uh, reveals that we found out was this will be the first Far Cry game that'll be both first person and third person, um, which is really interesting. And they kind of threw shade at Cyberpunk saying <laughs> that uh, we want you to actually see the upgrades that your character um, that you do to your character throughout the game. Um, gameplay looked fun. I mean, it looked like Far Cry. Um, I, of course, I'm going to play it. But I just have just slight, I was just slightly disappointed. I honestly just thought we were going to play as the son. Um, 
but I mean that's neither here or there. I'm sure the story will still be amazing. Um, in terms of the gameplay, Malcolm, was there anything that stood out to you personally, or? Well, yeah, over sixty different weapon types. That's pretty big. Um, I like the fact that you have a rocket pack on your back that you actually kind of have to crouch down and fire. Yeah, that's that was interesting. Ghost Recon Future um, Soldier style. <laughs> Yeah, and obviously, like, the utilizing of an alligator is pretty cool. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, from a gameplay perspective, there's a lot there. So, I'm I'm very interested. I didn't know we were going to be able to use tanks and stuff. So, like, it's there were some surprises in there that I was pretty excited to see. Yeah. But there's a lot. There's going to be a lot of aerial and ground warfare. Mm-hmm. And there'll be a lot of cool combinations of the two. So, it'll be a welcomed part of the series. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I feel that um, this game is going to try and give you that same feel that Far Cry 3 had. Um, And I think that it's going to be more, they're going to have more stuff for you to do, more variety of ways you can, uh, you know, go about uh, missions and and stuff like that. I'm, I'm sure you can ride a horse, you can... You can uh, ride vehicles, uh, tanks, like you said, a variety of weapons, and it seems like the the world is much more bigger, landscape's much more bigger. Um, I guess one of the biggest aspects that I'm excited for is obviously the story. I want to see what, because uh, they did say it is going to be a political uh, story um, at the end of the day. I mean, we could tell that from the trailers, um, but I'm very curious as to um, how Danny um interacts with diego and um castillo uh uh, el presidente in in the story i'm really excited for that um when i initially was looking you know when when it was initially revealed a lot of people in chat were very disappointed with what they had seen they said it wasn't like anything special they said that they didn't need to do an event they could have just released a trailer that kind of thing um but I don't know. I don't know. I, I definitely, we definitely will play it. Um, I'm definitely excited for it, and I cannot wait for it to come out. Um, any last thoughts on Far Cry Six, Malcolm? Oh, I looked cool. I don't really get what people's general general issue with the uh, the showcase was. I mean, Dying Light did a showcase. Right. Like, I think these are big games that are coming out, and they're coming out for next gen and current gen. So why not? And you got to think about it this way. They can showcase their team. You know, they get to really hype people up for the game. It's a really good experience. So, right. Um, I would just say that's a little ridiculous that people are really like, eh, you don't have to watch it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I... And it's not like there wasn't a trailer either. Exactly. I guess they're saying like they didn't need to do a whole event, like a showcase kind of thing for it. They're saying that. Yeah, but what does that bug? It's weird that that would bug someone. Right. They're giving me too much information. Yeah. Then don't take it. Yeah. I'm definitely, I'm definitely gonna play it. I'm definitely excited for it. Um, very curious about where the story is going to go. Um, so yeah, definitely. If you're, if you're a Far Cry fan, I would definitely get excited for Far Cry Six. Uh, I would say that. It's Far Cry the way you know it, but they they are adding things that are new to the Far Cry series. Um, like I said, third person, which is interesting. I'm curious how that's going to look, how that's going to work, because um, we've always known Far Cry to be a first person experience. But now they're adding, um, you know, where you can customize your character, make your character your own. So that's that's really cool. Um, so, yeah, Far Cry 6, ladies and gentlemen, uh, get ready for it. It will be coming soon um now we're gonna move on to unpopular gaming opinions and malcolm you have a pretty big one that uh you want to get off your chest yeah you know it's weird i and cameron agreed with me on this i'm just sick and tired of seeing new games come out either for pre-order or when they're currently out instantly on sale right because it shows me that you don't think your game is worth the price that you're putting it out for. And it has led to the games that do that not being as good as, you know, your fans may expect or the consumers may expect. Um, 
this happened with uh, Nuremura hired gun for me, and I would say a lot of more uh, uh, Warhammer fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was unfortunate. The game is fun, and is it has good moments, but it's it's like it's like a light version of Doom. So that was odd, but. Yeah, no, it's just it's just frustrating. Cause like, even if you look on Steam or whether it's PlayStation or Xbox or Game Pass or something like that, this happens way too frequently. Mm-hmm. We're just seeing these games pre-orderable or even like out, and we're instantly on sale. Right. Like it's it's just strange, and I kind of hope they would just maybe just change the prices if that's what you feel, instead of just being like, oh, you know, we'll just raise it later once you know the hype's died down or whatever. I don't know. It's it's just strange. I'm no, not for no, it. No, I absolutely agree. Um, yeah, having having your game and what frustrates me is that having a game that goes on sale, um, just to raise the price back up, it just kinda it makes me think that like you said, piggyback on what you said, that they know the true price. They know this this should be the game's true price, but they want to sell sell the game at a cheaper price just so they can make a profit and then once they've made enough profit they'll just raise it back up and it's just like it's just weird like why would i pay for this game full price when you've had it on sale last week for like 30 40 50 sometimes 50 percent off and a lot of times those are like new games that came out months ago um usually when they do stuff like that that means that that game did not sell well at all if your game came out three four five months ago and it's already being sold at like for like 50% off that's bad um and it is and i agree they should they should stop doing it and just drop the price of the game entirely and stop doing the whole bringing it back up to 60 or bringing it back up to 50 40 whatever um just drop just drop the price um you will i think you'll get a better profit no if you if you do it that way instead of just you know, raising it up and down, up and down again. I mean, that's the way I see it. Yeah. So, uh, anything else to add on to that, Malcolm? Uh, no, I feel like I said the record straight. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so that's our unpopular gaming opinion this week. Uh, now, we're going to move on to reviews. And, Malcolm, you have played a game called Cloudpunk. And you've uh, said that you're going to give us a short little review uh, about this game. So let's hear it. Yeah, so Cloudpunk is a voxel-style game, basically just meaning it's kind of like, it looked like small little blocks put together right. to create you know, the characters. But the city, you know, the city actually looks fantastic. It's set, you know, it's called Cloudpunk, but it's based on the world of cyberpunk. Uh, so obviously it's a very futuristic city. Um, it's I'm trying to like imagine like kind of like New York esque. Well, I mean, I guess it's more like Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, but there's a lot more hovering vehicles. No cars touch the ground. You're actually in a cloud like city. Interesting. Know, therefore, cloudpunk. Right. Um, basically, you're in the city of Navalis. You play a character named Rania, who was an ex, who is currently an ex musician when you start her character. Right. And she is a runner for a company called Cloudpunk. Uh, as a runner, she you know delivers packages and sometimes people and sometimes androids to certain locations. And it's it's a game like I've never really had a chance to play before like this or in a really long time where it's, it's very story driven and it's it's just fantastic where it kind of leads you. And there are some decisions you have to make in the game when you meet up with certain characters. There's a lot of side missions, but the main missions are pretty in-depth and honestly just a, a blast to play. And I've never truly got a chance to play something like this in like a really long time, especially a more indie-style title. Right. Uh, this game came out like in 2020. Uh, you have a call operator who is giving you these tasks to do. Uh, his name is Control. Later, you find out what his actual name is. Uh, I guess it's, it's it's been 2020. His name, nah, I'll, I'll let you see that. But basically, during this game, you're noticing that the city is falling apart. And I mean, like, literally falling apart. And there's, like, accidents. So, like, 
the buildings are crashing to the ground or or the, like uh some of the light signals like you know either flashing multiple times or turning purple which means there's going to be a massive accident right and everyone uses the word cora like like we would use god they use cora oh okay and in the game you end up finding out that cora is supposed to be this ancient ai in a sense um i'll leave it there with cora at least mm -hmm. and i got to talk about my favorite part of the game which is camus camus is an automata who was uh, Rania's dog at one point in her life. And she uploads his consciousness basically to her Hova, which is her vehicle. Right. And throughout the game, you have conversations with him. You're trying to figure out the new world you're in, trying to make decisions. And he kind of helps you with that. And what, what better way to experience cyberpunk than with your dog? Yeah. And you're talking to your dog, which is, so much fun just from a dialogue perspective it's so interesting because he's always like oh my god like what are we doing like i'm excited like you know what's this or i want to ask you a question or can i ask you this question and just like oh my gosh it's just incredible uh so without getting into any more details than that it's i just highly recommend this game it was on sale and there is a new dlc it's currently not on sale anymore but after playing it personally, it's it's worth twenty dollars for sure. Uh, the new DLC I think is like fifteen, fifteen, sixteen bucks, something like that. Oh, okay. And I ended up getting this game because I was watching the live stream they had um, above the game page for Cloudpunk. And if you want something that's got like cyberpunky type of music and kind of like a chill ride, and the game plays in first person or third person mode, which is fun, especially when you're driving around the uh the hova right you get to see the whole dashboard and it's really cool and i really like all the interactions in the game i have one issue with one side quest but again it's a side quest so you don't need to do it it's a fetch quest but for the most part man the game is like it's a really tight nine it's a really tight wow. nine awesome awesome it's, it's something i've really been needing to play i've been playing a lot of big triple a titles like village and i guess technically hired a gun and this is a, this kind of brings you back to basics and just tells you, you can tell an amazing story without having to spend uh you know three four or five hundred thousand dollars or more on a game and it's it's just great to, to be able to experience that and i would recommend that to anybody awesome awesome few questions i and have and i think the game sorry real quick i also think this game is on switch Ooh, not just on ooh, okay. theme right. so i think that might be right but yeah nice nice um a few questions i have is um is this game an indie game i think so yeah and i think that that it's because you talked about triple a games i think it's really nice to take a break from triple a games once in a while and and really concentrate on um, on playing indie games every now and then because indie games is where you're getting a lot of originality these days uh where you know, in a lot of AAA games, you're seeing a lot of big budgeted um, things that you've seen over and over and over again. But a lot of indie games are really the the kind of classic games that you that we all play as kids. You're really finding them in indie titles, uh, which is really cool. And I saw a little bit of gameplay. I was looking uh, at the gameplay, a little bit of it of Cloud Punk while you were uh, giving your review. And yeah, I mean, it looks really fun. I like the way you get to uh, transition and travel throughout the world, actually flying uh, flying cars and flying vehicles like that, which looks really cool. And you get to interact with different characters. Um, and that's 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 really, really amazing. Um, is this a long game? Like how long would you say it took you to beat this game? Yeah, it was either 10 and some change or 11. It's not bad. That's and that's what doing the side quest. Yeah actually pretty lengthy actually pretty lengthy game uh and i'm sure for the price you're getting your money's worth um which is really really yeah. cool wow so a nine out of ten i'm definitely going to give this a shot and now that you said that it's on um the nintendo switch that just gives me more of an incentive to well that just adds to the incentive to get a nintendo switch and to have all these games at my disposal for when i buy the switch um eventually when i do 
that's awesome that's really awesome so if you guys are out there and you've uh you know heard of cloud punk or you haven't heard of cloud punk before but you are a uh, you are a fan of that genre the cyberpunk genre uh definitely give this game a shot malcolm gave it a nine and that is completely amazing that I mean this game is is really something really something to behold and that it's a fun game to play so definitely definitely check that out when you get a chance um moving on here to what's that game uh as always we have two regular games and then one retro game and i will let you go first this time malcolm sure the first step green hat second step sword third step smash the vase final step profit <laughs> profit legend of zelda <laughs> there you go that's good profit robin hood thing um <laughs> all right so for my first one in this game you're an army of one against an army of a thousand. Oh, okay i guess i know which game rambo's next appearance will be park r6 yeah <laughs> that was that was like a huge quote from uh like as the developers were as the trailer was going the developers were talking they were saying you're an army of one against an army of a thousand that literally made rambo like oh okay so i guess i know his next appearance because <laughs> he's already been in mortal Kombat and in call of duty so i'm not surprised i won't be surprised if they put him in this one um but what's your second one malcolm when man's best friend can also get you around town <laughs> cloud punk there you go <laughs> nice nice all right so for my second one jordan he's going to the basket goodness gracious great balls of fire the bulls win nba jam of course yeah and uh the the great balls of fire of course if for those of you who've never played nba jam uh that was that's a thing that happens uh the ball uh gets lit on fire the more uh i guess hot you become or your like the the player you're playing come becomes yeah. there's uh, a higher chance of being able to make a shot or make a dunk. exactly exactly yeah all right, so uh, what's your uh, final one, Malcolm? I guess Dying Light 2 is the closest we'll get to a second island. <laughs> Dead Island 2. There you go. Honestly, you're right, dude. Like, now that I think about it, <laughs> that's the closest we're going to get to a second island. Um, all right, so for my last one, my third one, uh, this game is so immersive. I can't believe the level of detail of this game. Wait a minute. Is she using a zip line with her bare hands? Horizon Zero Dawn? Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing that and going, well, wait a minute. Like, how do you get all this other stuff right? But you mess up what she's using as to use the zip line. But anyway. <laughs> well, those are really good uh, What's That Games this week. I, I enjoyed every single one of them. <laughs> um, all right, so... Yeah. Moving on from what's that game, we have a few rumors to get to in our rumor has it. Rumor has it. And the first rumor we have is coming to us from Deep Silver. Apparently, Deep Silver is going to announce a new Red Faction project. Now, this is interesting because I did Red Fact I didn't know Red Faction Deep Silver was involved with Red Faction series. I didn't know that they developed it. I guess I never really knew who developed a Red Faction group. Yeah, it says on January on June fourth, uh, Deep Silver announced on Twitter that its parent company, Coach Media, will make an announcement on June eleventh uh, during the Coach Prime Time through Summer Game Fest. Um, however, they specifically mentioned that this announcement is not related to Saints Row, Dead Island, or Metro. Um, so what do you, I mean? If not Red Faction, no, I guess I got two questions. Do you believe that it's Red Faction? And if not, what other game do you think it could possibly be? I mean, yeah, I mean, I believe it could be another Red Faction, but I, I kind of doubt it. I mean, well, I don't know. It, it could be. I, I do think it could be a, a Red Faction game, but the last one, Armageddon, was horrendous. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know. But when they did the remaster edition of uh, you know Red Faction Guerrilla, that that's a great game. Like as dumb as the title is, um, if they were to continue to make games like that, I'd be interested. 
Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I'm inclined to not necessarily believe this. Um, they haven't made a red faction game in a while, and I honestly think it's because like they don't really believe in the IP like that anymore. Personally, um, I think it's well, that's the perfect fans to do it. You know, no one's expecting it. True, true. Um, I also think it could just be a new IP all in general, like something we've never seen before. Uh, so yeah, I mean hopefully we'll we'll have to wait and see what happens but um i i i don't think it's red faction the only red faction game i played was gorilla um and i enjoyed it but armageddon as you said <laughs> complete garbage which was why i did not uh even bother picking it up um but for the next rumor we have here xbox might announce an acquisition at e3 uh, Jez Corden of Windows Central on Discord says that there's a very good chance of at least one acquisition being announced at the Xbox conference. Uh, he said, I quote, I think there's a very good chance of at least one acquisition announced at the show. I have good, very good rumors that uh, Microsoft has acquired some IP. Yes, but the ones I've heard about are not like a uh, AAA hype level stuff. And that may in fact be a part of a studio acquisition. Um, I mean... I believe it. I mean, Microsoft has just been buying studios and buying different IPs left and right. So if they announce it at E3, uh, that could be a mic drop or something. I don't know. But I don't, uh, I don't know. Do you think they might be announcing, um, you know, that they have a new acquisition coming? Yeah, no, I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, that definitely is their MMO, their MMO, their MO right now. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't know who they're buying, but you know, it wouldn't really shock me. That's their new strategy: just buy companies and what, and see what see what games they can get out of those for exclusives. Yeah, which is a horrible strategy, in my opinion. Like, why? Well, it, it sounds bad, but it's been working out so far. Well, from a business perspective, yeah, it makes perfect sense while they're why, why they're doing it. Um, it from a business, I completely get it, but I don't know. I guess just as a from a moral slash, you know, fan perspective, um, a lot of companies having, you know, owning a lot of these corporations owning these uh, developers really just, I don't know, it, it kind of makes it to where a lot of these developers won't have a lot of freedom in terms of what they're allowed to make or do. Uh, um, I don't know about that. That doesn't necessarily seem exactly what's happening. It's more like where the games are going to be able to be played is really the change. That, well, I guess that's what I mean at the end of the day. Like but that's, but that's different. And I and I do agree. I think you know, for to an extent, I do like exclusive games. But to another extent, I do like to be able to play games with you know people who don't necessarily have the systems or the system like my computer. You know, it's nice to be able to play with everybody. Right. But obviously, that's not always going to be the case. Like for instance, like PlayStation, there's nothing stopping them because they have a, they bought the Spider-Man Studio, which I'm blanking on right now. But there's nothing stopping them from making a Sunset Overdrive too. Oh, Insomniac, Insomniac. Yeah, they have an Insomniac, right? So there's nothing stopping them from doing that. They could do it. It would be a PlayStation exclusive, probably. Yeah. But you know, same thing with you know them buying. It's hard to hear this or say this still, but Bethesda. You know, sounds like it hurts you to say it. You're just like, yeah. Well, it's because I know there's a good chance that they're going to make it exclusive stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I've been a big proponent of like I do like exclusive content, but with the consoles costing a lot more now, and Xbox really not making it a point to like buy a new Xbox because if you have a PC that can run it, you don't really need to. Right. So like, as much as I, I don't know. I just like my next-gen console, so now that I know that there's a chance that arguably some of the biggest game, like one of the biggest games to come out in the next couple of years, which would be, you know, Argonia, or uh, Elder Scrolls Argonia, is that the might not title? be on my next-gen console. I do not think it's the official title, but it's the title I, I stick with for now. Okay. <laughs> but uh, Elder Scrolls Six, basically. Um, but yeah, no, it's, I don't know. We'll, we could, we'll see. I, it probably they will probably announce that. Oh yeah, we bought this stuff too. 
<laughs> Imagine they announced they they bought back Bungie. <laughs> like, like uh, we bought Bungie. Destiny's ours now. <laughs> like, jeez, man, um, that would suck. Uh, oh, they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't sell. Oh, I know they wouldn't. Yeah, after they because Bungie just left Activision. They just left a big corporate. Don't want to go back to another big corporate. That makes sense. Um. Uh, but uh, yeah, so. We'll have to wait and see what Microsoft does. Hopefully, it's not something that like makes me angry and like just like. Hopefully, it's something like small. But if they're showcasing it at E3, uh, probably odds are it's probably not that small. So we'll have to wait and see on that. But for the last rumor here, Far Cry Six might be the first Far Cry game with uh with an end game. Uh, while speaking with YouTuber Joe Raptor in a recent interview, lead game designer David Gravel teased that there will be something else for players to do once they have done the main storyline. Um, uh, Far Cry 6 hence appears to have more post-game activities than what players usually had in previous Far Cry games. The usual activities boil down to clearing up any remaining side missions and basically completing every single optional side activity to clean up with the map and all messy markers. Um, yeah, I mean, with previous Far Cry games, you just finished, well, pretty much any open world game, really. You finished the side quest that you never finished, um, but this is going to have something different. Like I said before, when we were talking about Far Cry 6 um, in Game of the Week, they're really doing, trying to reshape the way Far Cry is as a series. Um, and I think that's part of Ubisoft's overall goal to kind of reshape their franchises in a way because we talked about it recently where ubisoft was trying to you know just do something different and i think with far cry i don't necessarily see the changes that they've done so far as a bad thing necessarily but so far i mean in game in game stuff i like what they're doing so far uh i have to obviously wait until i get the game to um you know play that but uh to to make a final decision but yeah what do you think about this end game news for far cry 6 no, i think it's cool i think you know far cry should have end game content it's nice when games you know give you a little extra for you know beating the game you're like oh cool like here's some more stuff to do not just you know wrap up what you what you already just did right right exactly exactly i completely agree <laughs> um so yeah yeah, uh, definitely. Like I said, look forward to Far Cry 6 and look forward to Ubisoft uh, taking Far Cry in a totally different direction. Um, not like super that where it's disconnected from Far Cry as we know and love, but like just something different, something new and something refreshing uh, because they can't keep doing the same thing over and over. And I think that with these last couple of games, Far Cry games that they've released, they realize that they need to do something fresh and Keep the players engaged which is really nice um so that's gonna do it for rumor has it now we're gonna get into topics of the week and um i forgot to add this in my notes here but i do want to talk about dying light 2 stay human uh the official gameplay trailer that was released uh you know we we talked about how um you know dying light news for dying light really hasn't has picked ramped up like in the past couple of months um we're getting more news about it and i'll start with you malcolm you saw the dying light to stay human official gameplay trailer any takeaways that stood out from for you from the game and what they're doing differently from the original one yeah there's definitely more focus on parkour than there was in the original uh they still do have melee weapons and guns it just sounds like there's more of a focus on using your parkour abilities to get around town. I'm assuming they're getting rid of the the air, the sky hook, right? Or the, uh, you know what I'm talking about? The grappling the hook, hook thing. thing. Yeah, the grappling hook. I think yeah, I think they're getting rid of that for sure. I didn't see that in any of the gameplay. Uh, but yeah, no, it it looks like a lot of fun, man. It's you know, originally we were getting reports, or really we were looking at stuff that was saying that they're going to get rid of weapons and. You're only going to be able to make weapons in certain situations, and they're you know they may break easier than original. But I'm you know glad to see that that's not necessarily the case anymore. And yeah, so I don't know. It, it looked like a lot of fun to me. The uh, the trailer I wasn't a huge fan of. I was I liked the, the showcase a little bit more, but it's you know it's in the future because 
if you don't know the the events of the last game, which specifically the expansion that came out after, uh, they kind of needed to do a fast forward. Right. So, but yeah, no, it, it'll be interesting, man. I'm I'm curious. I'm definitely interested. But that game is very co-op heavy for me. Single player wise, it's not as fun without a group of people. But yeah, I think that's the big reason to get a game like that, anyways. So right, like you basically don't play it unless you have a friend to play it with, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean that's why I got the first one. Yeah, I, I, I um, I'm not gonna lie. It's like, I, like I said, Zombie Land or Zombie Land. It's like uh, Dead Island. Dead Island, right? Uh, so it it's just best with friends. Right, right. I will say, I wasn't, I wasn't into Dying Light as a series. Like, uh, well, not as, a series, but like the first game, I wasn't really into it like that. Um, I played a little bit of it. It was. It, I don't know. The, the, I guess at the time, the parkour stuff like kind of distracted me and kind of annoyed me. Uh, I'm not really that much into parkour, but um, I guess now that I'm a little older and I've experienced more of a, a variety of games, I can get used to it. Um, one of the things that caught my eye when I first played this uh, this game. Uh, not played, but like watched the gameplay trailer was the fact of how beautiful it looks. It actually looks really, really good. Um, it looks way better than, than the original. Um, it looks like there's more variety of what you can do. Uh, I love the different enemy types that they have. Um, and it looks like there's different factions that are warring against each other uh, while you're facing these hordes of zombies, uh, which, which is really cool. Um, I would... I feel like more inclined to play this game than I did the first one. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping that this isn't one of those games where I need to play the first one to understand the second one. Um, you said it takes place like in the future. So hopefully not, but, uh, but yeah, it looks, it looks really interesting. Um, I am very impressed with what they've done with the game so far. And I think that when it's all said and done, I actually will give this game a, a, a shot. Um, but I like you. I probably won't play it unless it's like co-op, because that seems like the best way to play and the funnest way to play is in a co-op fashion. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's Dying Light Two. If you haven't seen the gameplay trailer, I definitely recommend checking it out, especially if you are a Dying Light fan. Um, moving on here to the next topic: Need for Speed Carbon, Undercover, and more to be removed from digital storefronts. Uh, EA has announced that. Um, they will be removed from digital storefronts beginning today, May 31st. Um, EA took to Reddit to share the news, saying that in-game stores for previously mentioned titles will also be closed for May 31st. Um, and my thing here is this. Uh, do you think that... Well, you told me prior to the podcast that they're doing this because of the fact that it is... Um, they're going to be doing remasters or remakes, whichever one. Um, and I'm inclined to agree with that. I think that makes sense. Um, what is your thought? Well, why would else would you pull? Well, those are my thoughts. Exactly. Yeah. Like, well, and it's, you know, a lot of it just comes from the fact that why else would you take your game off? Yeah. If you weren't going to, like, re-release it in some way, right? Right. Although, like, even Mafia, like, you can still get the original Mafia. But I think there was some kind of weird hold on it for a minute. Because I remember when I tried to, like, look at the game, it wasn't, like, available for purchase. The original just the remaster or the remake right but eventually it came back or maybe it was just a glitch on my end right okay um yeah i definitely agree well yeah they i think that i personally would rather them like i wouldn't want to see a remake to any of these i'd rather see a remake to underground but that is that's just me um, Shit, I'll take a port at this point. A port, yeah, something. As long as I can play like with friends any of them. or something, you know, uh, that would be cool. Um, you don't even have to give me that. I just want the access to the game again, because obviously they don't... Well, it's not that they don't know what they're doing, but I don't think they get why those games were so successful. Yeah. And you can kind of tell with each game that keeps coming out. They don't... Yeah, they can't recreate the magic that they had with Underground 1 and 2. Uh... And I think that the reason for that is because I, I don't know. I think they need, they really, they tried, they tried with the reboot of need for speed, right? They tried to add customizations. They tried to add, they tried to bring it back more of the street racing kind of thing, but 
I think for me personally, um, underground didn't one and two really didn't have cops. It didn't have cops at all. It just dealt with street racing only. It was all about the racing aspect. Whereas with these other need for speed games, I mean, at, at its core, need for speed always had cops and stuff, but specifically with under, with the underground series, the most successful of the series, I think it didn't have cops. It didn't have where cops were chasing you every two seconds. They just dealt with the street racing. And I think that they need to get back to that. They need to get back into not focusing on cops and just focusing on the racing customization, uh, having different, um, different types of races, drag races, circuit races, sprint races, all these different things. Well, they still have all those types of races, I would say. Yeah, they do. And also, yeah. I would definitely not say Underground was the most successful of the series. The most successful of the series was Hot Pursuit, which was the original precursor to, you know, the success of Need for Speed. Yeah. And I'm not even saying Need for Speed Most Wanted, which is my favorite. Right. Like, it's Hot Pursuit. <clears throat> That's the biggest. And that had police. Not that I'm against the Underground series. The Underground series is a lot of fun, great music, and fucking dope-ass cars. Fun to, fun to play. But I guess we're just in a different era now. Like, I think that... And it's funny... It's funny how games from the past, before there was multiplayer and all that kind of stuff, was more fun to play than now when you have technology to be able to include other people in multiplayer and have all this customization and stuff how it's not as popular and i'm just i just think there's something with that like they they just haven't found that spark that they had with those previous games like hot pursuit underground and all that kind of stuff i i, I don't know i don't know but i don't know it might have something to do with maybe not put everything behind a paywall yeah maybe <laughs> not you know maybe me buy skins or loot boxes or upgrades or yeah exclusive cars or yeah maybe something like that absolutely maybe give me the full game that i asked for and then give me downloadable content <laughs> later yeah not make it a precursor to the game yeah could have something to do with that or honestly and this is i think the kicker for need for speed is that just go back to basics i i just feel like most of these games are just kind of overcomplicating the style right like in need for speed most wanted you were the best racer and you got cheated, and you had to go all the way back to the top. There's no complexity. Yeah. It's not like, well, his father was the greatest racer, and then his son became a mechanic and only raced for a little bit. <laughs> but then the main story is focused on some guy who was just a street racer, but then met the, you know, mechanic, and then they got to, like, figure it out together, but then their family legacy is on the th like. <laughs> yeah. That's not why we're playing Need for Speed. We're playing Need for Speed a race. Like, come on. Yeah, and make the races fun. Yeah. And I think the big problem is the cops are kind of whatever. Like, in Need for Speed Heat, that was the closest they got to original cop. So, the first time I was kind of excited, but they kind of screwed you with the cars. Because now there's... You can't, like, fully upgrade a car to be just as good as any other high-level car. Yeah. Because the cars work differently. So you kind of burn people because now, like, when me and Cameron want to have a race, we have to use the same car. Yeah. And there's no fun in that. No, no. It, it uh, I don't know. For me, the cops just get in the way. I, I don't, I don't, I honestly don't like, I like where we can make custom races, like where you can choose to have cops on or off and that kind of thing. I don't, I, maybe that's the key. Maybe that's the thing with Need for Speed. A lot of these things, a players don't have the customize they can't customize game uh modes um everything is one way uh and i think that that's maybe that's the key having customizable game modes where you can create you have a track and you can choose you have a map uh rather and you can choose like what circuit you want to do you can choose how many players you could choose to have light because um, Midnight Club did this. You could choose to have um, traffic, no traffic, rain, no rain, uh, cops, no cops. Like, it, it was, that's, I think they need to go back to that style of customization and freedom for the player. Um, whereas now I think it's more uh, confined to you can only do this thing this way. Uh, 
and drive only this track and the cops will never go away they'll always be there and i just maybe that's the thing maybe that's what they need to start doing is letting players customize the tracks more in like the actual game mode um yeah well what you're basically explaining is gta 5 online maybe that's why it's so but, but maybe that's why it's so successful you know what i mean like i'm I'm not saying that i'm the I'm, no I'm you're 100 yeah but i think the major point to this is is grand theft auto a racing game <laughs> maybe gta online is but not grand theft auto. oh that's a cop out <laughs> yeah it's a cop out um but yeah so um you know, hopefully we'll we'll be looking forward to more remasters from Need for Speed. And also that must mean that the Need for Speed uh, remaster that they did of Hot Pursuit must have sold well. So, um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that. But moving on here, uh, God of War, Ragnarok, and Gran Turismo 7 are coming to both the PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. Um, in, in an interview, uh, which was conducted by the official PlayStation podcast, Holst shared details on what's to come with PlayStation. And he said that um, the seven-year-old PlayStation 4 is very much a focus for future game development at Sony and that the company can't and won't walk away from 110 million PlayStation 4 owners out there. I think that'd be bad news for fans of PlayStation 4 uh, and not good business, he said. Um, and as a result, they'll continue to look at developing PlayStation games for both the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. And I think this makes sense, especially since a lot of PlayStation 4 people don't have PlayStation 5 since they're in short supply. So they have to keep supplying, uh, having these games come out for both consoles to satisfy their customers. Um, and that, maxi that maximizes their profit also. Um, but what do you think of this news, Malcolm? I mean, I was kind of... I was kind of waiting for it. I mean, this kind of makes sense. When I heard Horizon Forbidden West was going to be a PS4, PS5 mm -hmm. exclusive, I was like, eh. Well, we're probably going to get God of War the same way. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, like I said, the game's going to be great either way, so I'm excited. Right. And this way, people who still have their PS4 can still experience the phenomenal game we're about to get in 2022. So oh, hell yeah. I'm okay with it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, absolutely. I agree. I agree. Um, moving on here to the next topic. The Mass Effect cut content is being restored for the Legendary Edition by modders. Um, as reported by Eurogamer, the community has already crafted a mod for the first Mass Effect that allows same-sex romances between male Shepard and Caden, or female Shepard and Ashley. Uh, this mod does not add any cut dialogue, though, and so is more of an additional feature rather than a restoration. Um, recorded lines for these romances do exist, and the community is working to restore them. Uh, they are hidden among the files of Mass Effect Legendary Edition folders, um, as well as dialogue for the same-sex romances uh, in Mass Effect 2. Uh, and I know you're happy. You're just happy that they're that the modding community is you know taking control and bringing back cut content that didn't need to be cut in the first place, right, Malcolm? I mean, I don't have the game, so it's more for you than it is for me. Yeah. Well, honestly, like I, I it, I was happy with the way the game was, and you know, uh, the way they gave it to us. Um, currently, I'm I'm not playing Mass Effect. I'm currently playing. Um, you know, Resident Evil Village, trying to finish that up first, then I'll go back to Mass Effect. But, um, I mean, I think this is really cool. Um, that's the great thing about modding, uh, especially you're seeing it now with games that are not what developers promise. So modders are basically taking it into their own hands and adding what should have been added to the game, um, you know, from the beginning. You're seeing that with Cyberpunk. You're seeing that uh, with a whole bunch of games. Uh, so Mass Effect is just on, on on that list as well. And I think that's really cool. Uh, that's really, really cool. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, uh, I think modding is like the future for a lot of like these broken games uh, that, that we get uh, now. Well, it's not even the future. I mean, this, is, it's now. this has been a reality, yeah. a reality for some time. Yeah. So. That's why we like games that give us modding tools and modding support. Exactly, exactly. Um, so that's that's obviously a cool, cool new thing. Um, that Mass Effect, uh, you know, really 
I don't think they should have cut content, but at the end of the day, I'm happy with the game I got. So, um, but moving on here, Days Gone Maker is working on a new IP, says PlayStation Studio boss. Uh, uh, Bend, Stu- uh, Bend Studio, the maker of Days Gone, uh, they're very they're making a very exciting new IP. Uh, this comes from Herman Holst, the head of PlayStation Studios, um, and he basically talked about how. Uh, they're working on a new IP, uh, building on the deep open world systems that they developed for Days Gone. Um, and we talked about this before. I think this was this was a rumor has it at one point um, how they wanted to make a Days Gone 2, but Sony just didn't want that. They wanted them to actually make uh, an Uncharted remaster or something like that. And Ben Studio did not want to do that. And instead, they said, fine, we'll just make a new IP. And, and this interview from Herman Holtz just confirms that. Uh, what do you think of this news, Malcolm? Are you, um, do you, are you mad that there's not going to be a Days Gone 2? Or would you rather them just uh, work on a new IP? Are you excited for this new IP? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think I'm definitely excited for the new IP. The problem with Days Gone is Days Gone doesn't really have a strong start. But it definitely has a strong finish. Right. And I could definitely see where a sequel could take it. But honestly, I'm just, you know, I'm excited to see what else they work on and what kind of new stuff they could, you know, provide. So I don't know. I'm excited either way. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for the prospect of like what they're going to uh, give us because I think they know that majority of people, PlayStation owners in general, don't really look at days gone as like a big big you know ip and so i think that ben studios wants to prove that they can make triple a or not triple a but like great ips that are that are big blockbuster games that can be on the level of a ghost of tsushima last of us uncharted uh, horizon all these other games I think that Ben Studio really wants to make a name for themselves and they they want to make a big title because they don't want to have to have Sony come in and say, you know what, okay, for the second time, you guys are fucked up. You guys are just doing remakes or remasters or whatever. Um, they don't want Sony to give them the boot, pretty much. Uh, so I think that with this new IP, they're definitely going to have something to prove and they're going to have something to uh, show off and, you know, give the give PlayStation fans something to look forward to. So I'm, I'm excited uh, for what they, what they have planned. Uh, next uh, topic here, Deep Silver confirms that there's not going to be n- any Dead Island, Saints Row, Metro, or Time Splitter news at E3. Uh, they said in a tweet, our parent company, Coach Media, as I said before previously, they're not doing this. And let me ask you this. Are, does this make you upset? that Dead Island isn't going to be at E3. Why would it? <laughs> well, I thought you were... I thought you, We talked about how they never showed anything of Dead Island and that it's a new... Um, new. It's jumping around studios. Let me ask, do you even think this game... It's on its third... Stu- I mean, it's coming out. I just... I don't... I don't need information before they can actually give me something. Like, what say for some crazy reason? that they switch publishers again right? or developers again. Right. And it's like, great. Now we got this new trailer again. And then it's just a train of disappointment. So I'd rather give them, let them give us information when they're ready to give it. Not just when we want it. You know, that's how we get cyberpunk. Look, we got all this cool stuff. We didn't do half of it, but here you go. (laughs) And then you're disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm never eager for information. Well, that's not true. I'm never eager for something that's not ready to be shown or showcased. You'll give it to us when you're ready to give it to us, and you'll show it off when you're ready to show it off. You know, I think it's better to be patient than sorry. True, true, absolutely. I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. Uh, me, I I mean, I'll believe it when I see it. I, I, I was excited for Dead Island 2 at a point, but not not as not anymore because it's just jumped around studio from studio to studio and like you said when they're ready to show us something they'll show us something but until then 
we'll we'll just have to wait um i i don't really care for any of these other games uh that won't be at e3 doesn't bother me in the slightest uh again these studio these studios will show you what they want to show you when it's uh when it's ready um and hopefully what they show will be worth the wait um but moving on here i won't spend too much time on this but uh some battlefield 6 news uh battlefield 6 uh the reveal is going to be this week uh, i think on wednesday um and we're getting cryptic things and screenshots and leaked stuff um there was a there was a picture that had like a little uh code in it and the code uh, basically the code was like some of you want to return home I must tell you the truth. We accept our fate. If you can fire a gun, we need you. War is the only way home. And that honestly, like I'm very curious about what that means. I know they're not coming out with a story for this game, but uh it's very cryptic. Um I'm I'm curious to see what you know what what that entails for multiplayer um and i'm really excited to see what dice has to show us this week uh, in terms of battlefield 6 um and yeah i uh like i said i don't want to spend too much time on it because we've talked about battlefield 6 a lot on the show um i will just say that i'm excited and i cannot wait for um battlefield to come out and i'm assuming you're just you just want to wait for a trailer to make any you know assumptions about battlefield right or, or you said well, that I'd like. Well, I would wait for a gameplay trailer, but yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Um, so moving on here to the next topic, uh, no more Heroes Two games will hit PC next week, and I know this got this has you excited, Malcolm. Uh, you're a huge No More Heroes fan. You want to uh, give some more insight on this, or will you be picking this up at, at all on PC? Uh, I will not be big picking this up because. The remasters of the HD versions of No More Heroes 1 and 2 came to the Switch. Ah. And they were 17% off. I know I was talking shit about that earlier. Games shouldn't come out unless they're sale. But I already know those games. I don't care. <laughs> I was ready to get them the second I saw them announced. Right. I'm more meaning for newer games, not like, you know, remasters. But anyway. Right. Um, but yeah, no, they're great games. Uh, they're on the Switch. Now they're coming to PC for the first time. I'm excited to see how they do. I mean, if you want to be a lightsaber katana wielding otaku, it is the perfect game for you. And that is the best intro I can get for that game. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> nice. Nice. I've never played No More Heroes. It looks interesting. I've seen a few screenshots yeah, of it. It's created by uh, Studio 51. That's definitely the style of humor. It's very like brash and on the nose but very fun and light and it is a bit dark and a little gruesome at points but the first game came out for the wii and the second one came out for the wii u mm -hmm. so i'm curious how the controls translate to uh today on on pc specifically yeah yeah i hope i mean i'll pick it up on pc if it's a if it's a decent price um shouldn't be too expensive but um if i have time after mass effect legendary edition I'll, I'll definitely pick it up and give it a shot um now here's some news uh, a little bit of news for uh the destiny players like myself um bungie witch queen expansion tease has destiny fans clamoring for old chicago um bungie dropped a small but powerful teaser image for destiny 2's upcoming expansion the witch queen uh in its thursday blog uh i don't know much about old chicago um it, it was supposedly a planned location for the original destiny but it got cut during development um apparently lore books have mentioned old chicago a few times in both the original game and in destiny 2 um uh but the only playable earth locations have been the last city the farm and the uh, cosmodrome so or which is basically old russia so uh yeah uh, they people are thinking that it's going to be um old chicago which would be dope to see uh right now in destiny i'm just going through the story missions of the dlcs so i probably i can't get too excited for old chicago um the the, the only excitement i have is it's, it's something to hopefully look forward to um in the future so but yeah um you don't play destiny so i doubt this does this this you, you oh no super interesting it's super interesting <laughs> You get to go to a place that was originally cut in the original game, <laughs> yeah, and you get to play it in the second one. 
And then if you're lucky and if you're really good and really nice this year, when Destiny 3 comes out, you'll never be able to be there ever again. Or maybe in just two expansions. That's the fun part. Nobody knows. Yeah. <laughs> you love that game, don't you, Cameron? I wouldn't say love. Yeah, you do. I don't say love, but... Um, cause well, you you uh, definitely repurchased it and bought a bunch of the expansions. So, if that's not love, I don't know what is. Well, <laughs> yeah, it was one of those things where I just wanted a game that I would put my time in. Um, you know, uh, I wouldn't say I love it because if, if I love a game, I'm playing it like almost every day. Um, but um, I wouldn't say I love it. I think I play Call of Duty Warzone now more than I play uh, uh, Destiny Two. Um, I'm currently in search of like uh, a group of friends to play with Destiny 2. I have a few people that play, but I just haven't had time to play Destiny 2 or any video game for that matter. So, um, I mean, it's, it's something to look forward to, I guess, but uh, we'll just have to wait and see on that. But uh, the last topic we have here, XCOM Studio is working on a turn-based game with Marvel characters, according to a new rumor. Um, long-time XCOM developer Feroxis is working on a turn-based action game. Um, According to a new rumor, codenamed Coda, uh, the Redditor writes that famous actors will voice the characters, implying that it might tie closer to recent Marvel films than Square Enix Marvel's Avengers did. That I don't believe. I do not believe that that, that actors are going to actually portray these characters. It's turn-based. Um, uh, it's a rumor, and yet to be substantiated one. Um, though journalists Actually, it's a leak. Oh, it's a leak. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're done with the rumor section. <laughs> uh, well, I'm I'm reading based off of this article here. Uh, it says, yes, this 2K leak is real, but I'm not sure all of it is going to be at E3. Can't wait for Marvel XCOM, though. Um, you're a big fan of the XCOM games. I, I think you've played uh, a few of them, if not all of them. Uh, do, you, uh, I, do you think yeah. that could be cool, a Marvel-style XCOM uh, game? I think that'd be fantastic. I haven't played in a long time. Yeah, I uh, I, I don't even I I've never played an XCOM game, so I have, I have no yeah. idea. Yeah, I mean it's just like I don't like saying complex chess because that sounds arrogant, but like it's like fun. Chess is fun. Fuck it, it's complex chess. It's fun. <laughs> He's like, screw it. We're doing it gonna... live. <laughs> We're doing it live fucking thing sucks love that rant uh one of the greatest rants in history by the way um <laughs> we'll have to wait and see what happens i mean if it's true i, I, I don't know if i'll play it but i i'm not a fan of i've never played XCOM, so i don't know if i i would enjoy that style of gameplay so um well do you like turn-based games not really well then you probably won't like it yeah um so i mean maybe the marvel thing is just enough for you i mean we all know <laughs> you're willing to buy content that you don't like as long as it's got Marvel in there. So, you know, or that's not good. So let's, you know, I'm glad yeah, you enjoy I guess I'll just wait for a trailer to see what happens. Oh, no, you'll pre-order it. It's all good. I did pre-order Avengers. Um, I, I don't, might as well I, I don't even remember the last game I pre-ordered. I usually just buy my, well, yeah, I do. I think it was a cyberpunk. But, um, but yeah, so... Yeah, that's the that's the last topic we have. Um, and before we get out, isn't of here, there one more? Which one? Tell me why is free this month on Steam. Tell me why is free. That's right. I don't know why it wasn't there, but yes, tell me why is free this month on Steam. Uh, right, Steam. That is correct. Yeah, I'm really. I I think I'll play this game. Uh, because I I actually want a story driven game to play. Maybe I'll play it in between when I'm not streaming uh, Legendary Edition Mass Effect. Maybe I'll play this game uh, late at night sometime. I don't know. But, An episodic um, title, so it'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. And I heard the story is really interesting. It was on Game Pass, uh, you know, back when it came out originally. I think it still is on Game Pass, actually. Oh, oh okay. Uh, and it's from the creators of, um, what's that series? Uh, uh, Life is Strange or no? I do not think so looks like it um but yeah apparently it's three chapters um so that's really cool we saw a trailer for that i think last year um and it came out like it, it came out last year or was it it came out last year oh, okay yeah 
and I remember seeing the trailer. I was like, oh, this looks like a very drama-filled game, and I'm excited for it. So, yeah, I'll definitely give it a shot once it's free. Um, so I can't wait for that. And definitely, if you're if you're a fan of uh, things like Life is Strange, not saying that it's the same developer, but if you're a fan of those um, episodic games uh, where you get to interact with these characters and make decisions that affect the outcome, um, definitely look forward to that and purchase it for free. Um, but um, yeah, that's going to do it for the show. But before we get out of here, I have an announcement to make. Um, so this episode and the next episode after this after the next episode we do which will be uh during e3 week which is next week um i will be taking a little break from the podcast a uh, short break it won't be like the last break i took where or where that we took that was like uh months long this will most likely just be one month and I'm doing this just, uh, I'm, I'm trying to just figure out some things in my personal life, get some, get some things uh, straightened out. And, uh, you know, I, I, the things that I'm trying to do, I won't have time to uh, do a podcast. Uh, I'm trying to do other things um, and uh, get a second job. So for a little bit, so for a little bit, I won't be able to do the podcast, um, but uh, this isn't like this doesn't mean that the podcast is over it's just a little little short break and we i just wanted to let you guys know that we will be doing this episode and then there will be an episode after this where we will be talking about the recent news that have come out of e3 and we will also be doing a live stream on twitch uh saturday or either saturday or sunday i forgot which one we agreed on but uh we would be doing a live stream on Twitch, giving our reactions to all the news that comes out. And then after that, we will go straight into recording the next episode of the podcast, which will be talking about uh, the recent news and announcements. So there's definitely uh, more content coming. And then after the episode, after this one, uh, I will be taking a short break. So yeah, that's the huge announcement. Um, and I hope that uh this can go by fast so i can come back to doing this podcast that i love doing um and you know co-hosting with uh malcolm and uh yeah so that's uh that's the big big announcement so thank you guys for uh listening to this new episode of the podcast uh malcolm anything you want to add before we uh get out of here this week yeah absolutely um hope everyone's doing well staying safe uh, the podcast will be continuing even in uh, Cameron's absence. Um, we are still in the process of figuring out what the show will look like during that time. But we will give you the best content that we can. And, you know, same bad time, same bad channel. Absolutely. And uh, I agree. Have I hope you guys uh, have a great week and weekend. And, uh, yes, the podcast isn't going anywhere. We're here to stay. Just taking a short hiatus, but we will be back in full full form next week. And get hyped for E3, y'all. E3's coming. Just because Sony, Konami, a few other studios aren't going to be there, it's still E3 week. So definitely look forward to that. I'm super excited. I want to know what games are going to be shown, things that we haven't seen before. It's definitely going to be a fun experience. So with that, we will see you all next week for a special E3 episode. And I hope to see you guys on the Twitch channel when we go live and we uh, stream the E3 for E3 that week. And we will see you all later. Deuces. <laughs>